Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. My name is Gov here at St. James's Park in the aftermath of Newcastle United nil. Crystal Palace 1 will be joined uh, by Lee Ryder and Mark Douglas um, a little bit later in the podcast for the moment here with Chris Woff who looks suitably unimpressed and I think that's mainly down to what he what he saw on the pitch today. Yeah, it was a frustrating game, strange really. Newcastle fits and starts, particularly for the first hour where I thought they had periods of five, ten minutes where the in- the intensity was really high and they looked until they got the final third very good. There were a few nice built pieces of build-up play but the final ball was often lacking and as as with the shots I mean first half they missed some very good opportunities Rondon in particular had a few ahead and a couple of chances and then the Lejeune injury I think affected them the, the I don't know if it was psychological or whether it was just the fact there was a break in play or what and there was almost nerve inevitability about what happened when Newcastle didn't take their chances and, and Palace on the break, got got the penalty and scored, and it was it was just frustrating all around. Really, I think it was a game that Newcastle had in their grasp, but just couldn't get the final in the final third of the day. They just didn't have the quality they needed. Just joined here by Lee Ryder. Lee, I don't know about you, but before the game, they just felt a, a bit of uncertainty in the air. It just felt like a very weird kind of pre-game atmosphere. Yeah, and I think I think that's caused by no one really knows what's going on next season. Nobody here could stand here and say Rafa Benitez is definitely going to be the manager. Um, you're looking at the number nine, Rondon, probably Newcastle's the most important player. Don't know if he's going to be here next season. The players, you know, I think they put in a good effort today. I don't think the performance was bad, but it's just in those key areas that, that them details, the sharpness, that things click when, when things are going well and everyone knows the role and everyone knows what they're doing. But sadly... That deserted them a day. Rondon didn't have a good game at all. Um, didn't look very happy when he left the ground, and he'll be, you know, feeling uncertain himself. And if you feel uncertain off the pitch, then when you're in front of a goal like that, nine times out of ten you score. But on that one occasion, when you don't really know what what's going on with your future, um, you miss chances. That that for me is, is just my opinion of why Newcastle misfired today. Chris, the big decision was to leave John Joe Shelby on the bench. Um, Hayden started in the middle with it with Key, Modi Army injured. Did it work for you? I thought that Hayden played very well, certainly first half. I thought he got in and around, he showed a bit of bite, a bit of physicality. Key was okay at certain points, wasn't really decisive. I don't think he did anything badly, but I don't think he was brilliant either. But when Shelby came on, the last 14 minutes, he's tried to make an impression. I don't think he was great either, but I think the momentum had swung against Newcastle already by that stage, to be fair. I think they'd lost the intensity they'd had at certain other points. So, I mean, it's a curious situation with Shelby. Benitez yesterday was asked about him, and at the time, Benitez said that Hayden was a doubt and Diarmi was a doubt, and he wouldn't even confirm that Shelby would definitely start, even if both of them were out, which is strange. I mean, Shelby hasn't started a game since the start of November. Uh, a very curious situation, and at the moment, you just isn't part of the first 11 plans and he, he needs to do something to change that because maybe today was crying out for someone like John Joe Shelby but Benitez opted against bringing him into the team 
Benitez, for many fans, is untouchable on nearly everything, but it does seem to be that the one topic that fans are questioning him on is John Joe Shelby. Like Chris says, he came off the bench. He didn't didn't really do much to say I should be starting on Friday. Yeah, it didn't didn't have an impact. I think maybe what the problem is is that um, earlier in the season when he may have been deemed fit, um, he didn't want to play, didn't want to risk the injury, and he kept going to Barcelona. And I just wonder whether the now kind of saying, well, you're fit, but we've also got other people fit now, and there's a bit of a pecking order developing. Um, either way, really, I, I know key. Key did okay today for, for me. I mean, if some people think he had a really good game, well, that, that's fine. Um, but he did okay. Obviously, Diarmi was missing. Shelby came on, didn't change the game. Um, obviously, Newcastle, or believe it or not, the missing Sean Longstaff, who you know was full of energy. The, the turn that yeah, when Newcastle were were playing really well, he was the one full of energy. He was the one that was driving them on. And um, I think since he's been out the team, Newcastle have missed him dearly and the results have uh, not been as well. I think many people would, would probably agree with that. And just one last word on Shelby. There was a moment when he, he tried to put Iosi Perez through late in the second half before Palace got the actual winner and it, it didn't come off. Palace hit Newcastle on the break. Thankfully, Lascelles, um you know, stopped the attack. I think um, had a certain Liverpool defender done the same, we would have been maybe seen it on match of the day 12,000 times, but that's another matter. But what we saw there in that moment from Shelby, the risky pass didn't come off. Is that maybe a reason why Key started today? It possibly is. I mean, I feel a bit harsh criticising Shelby on those 40 minutes alone because, as I say, that Newcastle had already lost the momentum. I thought by that stage they were the first the period they had in the first half had gone. They weren't playing as well, and Shelby came on and maybe in that last final 50 minutes, I imagine Benitez said to him, "Come on, we need to, we need something." So he's going to come on and try and force it. Maybe it would have been different if he started the game, but that would have been my doubt about starting him. Is can he can he make sure that he's precise with his pass and he doesn't try some of those? So I think it's difficult to, to just base it on those 16 minutes. But in general, that probably is one of the reasons why he wasn't in the starting lineup. Well, the other big talking point is Florian Lejeune. He had a, a quite a good game. He should have scored. He headed it straight down the keeper's throat. Either side of him, you know, Newcastle are one nil up there. But he goes down. He kind of goes through Towns, and it, it would be a foul towards um, the, the Crystal Palace midfielder. And then as he does, his knee seems to get caught. His foot, you know, and it looks like well, it is. When he has this confirmed, it is the other knee to what Lejeune had injured last year. He looked in pain as he came off the pitch. Straight away, singled, signalled that he needed to come off. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't look good. I think you you were there, Chris, as, as we the players were coming to the interview zone, and uh, Lejeune was struggling. He was obviously on crutches. His legs heavily uh, in a brace now. So I think his season's over. I mean, it's, it seems very obvious. Um, so very disappointing for him. Got his season got off to a bad start with the pre-season injury on the other leg. Um, and then on the back of last season when it was Harry Kane scissor challenge on the first game of the season gave him an introduction into English football which wasn't good from his point of view so he's been really unlucky with injuries I don't think he I don't think he actually had an, a real serious injury until he signed for Newcastle so it's really disappointing for him um, but you know Newcastle they've got they've got options in there uh, they'll have to regroup but really the overall today um, it's just that that Lack of a uh, sort of composure in the final third that that's cost them and Palace just hanging on, hanging on, got awarded a gift of a penalty and took it. And then after that, 
as you say, the momentum, everything around the stadium just drained away. You know, the, you see the exit doors opening up in the east stand, and you're just seeing people, you know, slowly trickling out. Um, and then by the end of the game, when um, Lascelles and Hayden were walking around the pitch, it was completely empty because everyone had just had enough. Um, it was just one of those days, and really disappointing. But they've got a hard game at Leicester now, and it's it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Most certainly, um, Isaac Hayden in the, the match day programme all but said no I'm still believing in the summer we know his, his personal reasons for doing so but he had another brilliant game today he did the first half in particular I thought he was very good I thought he was uh, he gave them energy in the middle a bit of bait uh, sort of drove Newcastle forward that bit of a link up player and uh, yeah he's been in excellent form dipped a little bit on Monday but maybe that was because he had the hip injury and I was surprised he was he was fit and available ready for this one but did do very well just just touching upon the Lejeune injury I think part of the issue there was Newcastle didn't react well after after that but they had a bit of momentum to start, to start the second half quite well and I think that it affected them whether it was psychologically because you saw I think it was Lascelles Hayden and Keo walked across to speak to Lejeune I don't know if perhaps the players were psychologically affected knowing what Lejeune's already been through or whether it was just a stoppage or what but Newcastle did not recover from that at all and it let Palace get a bit of a foothold in the game which I hadn't had and so that was the part that the game really swung away from Newcastle in my opinion and hopefully Lejeune isn't overly serious. I mean, it looks bad. I just hope it's not something which is going to keep him out for long into next season. He's not going to play again this season, but I just hope he's, he should be back for pre-season or at least by maybe September, October. Fingers crossed. You mentioned Rondon earlier in the podcast yeah. there. He did have one header, which any other day you probably would be putting your house on him to score, and he just yeah. put it put it over that was in the first half. In general, he just looked about out of sorts today, do you think? Yeah, and no, I think... As I mentioned before, it's it's probably because he doesn't know what his future is going to be. Uh, that's really important for anybody, really, in any profession. You want to know what's what is round the corner. And sadly, um, he 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 doesn't. There's teams being linked with him. Um, I'm sure he'll get a club on the back of his performance for Newcastle this season. But I think he wants to be here. He likes wearing the number nine shirt, and um, you know he's not getting that that assurance. And you know there's a big big question mark over his price. Uh, how much you know should should Newcastle pay at? I think it'd be worth 16.5 million. I think it's a snip. Anything more than that, you know, could be could be a push for Newcastle. They, they might argue there's younger players to to uh, to to buy, but unfortunately, um, it just capped off a, a really disappointing day. Apologies, you can hear one of our rival newspaper reporters in the in the background there. He has a rather large. Uh, uh, voiced as Mr. Scott Wilson, but uh, Chris, is it a reason to to be? Is this just should we just take this as just one result? We move on. You know they're going to get that win. They are pretty much safe. Cardiff are not going to catch Newcastle, and let's just just get that win, and then we can talk about Benitez's future and get it sorted. Yeah, I agree with what Lee said earlier. Though I think we're in this sort of curious halfway house now where everyone thinks Newcastle is safe. No one realistically thinks they're going to go down, but they're not quite mathematically safe. The manager, we don't know if it's going to be here yet. Some of the players, you're not sure on. It's sort of just all the uncertainty, I think, is affecting them. And it, it, that's why I think it felt a bit strange. Everyone knows if they'd have won today, that's it. Done and dusted. I don't see Cardiff catching them anyway, but you can't say for certain they're definitely going to be in the Premier League at the moment. So I, I think all of that is affecting them a little bit. And um, they've got some hard games coming up as well now. They've got Leicester next Friday. Leicester hammered uh, Huddersfield today. 
going to be a difficult game. Rodgers has started well since he's gone there, and so it just it just makes everything. It just adds a bit of frustration to to it all around. But we, I think today, for large parts, I played quite well. There was not, as Lee said, there's no issue with the effort. It was just the final third. They just they just weren't quite there. It wasn't like against Arsenal where they didn't really fire a shot on anger today. They just it just. I think they could have played played for three hours and they wouldn't have scored. It was just one of those days. A quick word on the officials. They seem to get every big call right today. Yeah, I mean it was a definite penalty. Silly challenge in my opinion. I think that I mean Shares already had a bit of a Gordon. Then I think Zahar's going to the touchline, he's not going anywhere and Yedlin comes across and we know Zahar goes down easily, but Yedlin just wipes him out. Uh, the, the Newcastle first goal, Rondon disallowed. Yeah, he's he's ju- he's just offside. It, it's it's right, and I also think the Palace one should have been was rightly disallowed. MacArthur wasn't directly in front of Dubravka, but he was sort of in his eye line. I hadn't seen it at the first. It was obviously when we saw the replay, and yeah, it is. It, well, I think they got all three big calls. I don't think there'd be too many question marks over those. And finally, we spoke to Rafa Benitez after the game. He came in, I don't know if you speak to me, he kind of sort of sighed as he came through the door and then tapped his finger down on the desk. Well, that's just me looking into things a bit more than I should do. But he seemed very frustrated. And given his press conference yesterday, did you get the same impression he was frustrated when he walked in? Not just at the result, but maybe at the way things are generally going with his future? Yeah, I mean, I did my best to ask him about his future after the game. I asked him two or three questions and uh, I think he heard the questions, but he chose to answer about the game so I was asking him questions about his contract and he was answering about the game and that's obviously a political reason for that because he obviously doesn't want to add to what he's already said uh, yesterday so it's really up to Newcastle to to get it sorted now Uh, they could have had this in the bag or he obviously wants to stay here but he obviously wants certain assurances and you know listening to what Sir John Hall was saying on a previous podcast you know about how New, the way Newcastle used to be, and they used to have that ambition, and you know, get, you know, keep the manager happy. He kept Kevin Keegan happy on a number of occasions, and Newcastle need to show the same TLC as, as then uh, with this situation. But unfortunately, we, we know now that they don't seem to want to do that. They just want to, you know, ne- negotiate and barter everything. And um, Rafa Benitez uh, cut, as you say, a very. Disappointed figure on the stage there at the end of that game. Thank you very much for joining us. If you head over to Chronicle Live, you can keep up to date with all the latest Newcastle United news. Thank you.